It's Thursday, January 25th, 2024, and I'm Dave Sobel. Four things to know today. The New Hampshire AG investigates a fake Biden robocall, AI's dark turn in voter suppression. Cyber threat landscape shifts, Symantec's take on ransomware gang tactics. The initial high demand for Apple's Vision Pro meets developer apprehension and learning from the past, drawing parallels between IT outsourcing and generative AI adoption. This is the business of tech. With as many breaches and security concerns as I report in this show, it should be obvious that cybersecurity is not just about technology, but also the human expertise needed to interpret and respond to complex threats. Huntress is focused on elevating SMBs and MSPs around the world. Huntress has a suite of fully managed cybersecurity solutions powered by a 24 by 7 human-led SOC dedicated to continuous monitoring, expert investigation, and rapid response. And the proof is the execution. Huntress is the number one rated EDR for SMBs on G2. Want to know more about the platform? Visit Huntress.com slash MSP Radio to learn more. Well, it didn't take long. I cited the risks of AI in politics on Monday, and we have several examples already. The New Hampshire Attorney General's office is investigating a fake robocall impersonating President Joe Biden, which urged recipients not to vote in the presidential primary. The call, which appears to be artificially generated, is considered an unlawful attempt at voter suppression. A complaint from a prominent New Hampshire Democrat prompted the investigation. The call encourages voters to save their vote for the November election and provided a phone number belonging to a former New Hampshire Democratic Party chair. The Biden campaign is discussing additional actions to address the situation. And a faked AI audio clip of Manhattan Democratic boss Keith Wright talking negatively about Assemblymember Inez Dickens has caused a stir in Harlem politics. This is the first known instance of AI-generated audio being used for nefarious purposes in New York politics. While some recognized the audio as fake, it was believable enough to fool others. The clip was shared at a pivotal moment as Dickens announced she was not seeking re-election. And the Washington Post mentioned that we also have it the other way. Politicians, such as former President Donald Trump, are using the excuse of AI-generated content to dismiss allegations against them. Trump claimed that an ad featuring his public gaffes was created using AI, accusing the Lincoln Project of using AI in their commercials to make him look bad. And this directly relates to a KPMG survey. Three in five customers are wary of AI, and trust is the biggest concern when implementing AI. Customers are skeptical of AI systems' fairness, security, and safety. Rushed implementation of AI can harm customer experience quality, and businesses need to ensure they are not sacrificing trust and customer satisfaction for cost savings. The good news is there are resources to leverage. Here's one. A handbook has been released to help Singapore businesses adopt generative artificial intelligence and acquire the necessary skill sets. Developed in collaboration with Skills Future Singapore and AI Singapore, the resource guide aims to assist local organizations, including small and mid-sized businesses, in integrating generative AI into their environment and facilitating the transition through skill sets and retraining. The guide highlights use cases, employee profiles, and skill sets needed for generative AI, 
and is part of Singapore's National AI Strategy 2.0. Why do we care? There's an urgent need for regulatory frameworks for this kind of content or enforcement of existing fraud laws. The technology world should really care about this issue because trust is a critical component of AI adoption. This involves clearly communicating to customers how AI is being used, ensuring that AI decisions can be explained, and ensuring that AI systems are secure and respect user privacy. This also involves it not being used to harm society. Getting the implementation right is critical for building trust and enabling the successful adoption of AI technology, but it's only one portion. Now, we should be happy that there are resources like Singapore's handbook, but we'll quickly devolve into a world of lack of trust if AI doesn't have guardrails, and some actors will use it to dismiss allegations or manipulate systems for their gain. The ESET threat report for the second half of 2023 highlights significant cybersecurity incidents, including the SIP ransomware group's MoveIt hack and the emergence of new ransomware strategies. In the IoT landscape, the Mozzie botnet was rendered non-functional through a discovered kill switch, while the Android Pandora threat compromised Android devices for DDoS attacks. AI-enabled attacks targeted users of tools like ChatGPT, and there was an increase in Android spyware cases. Additionally, the report discusses the continued presence of malicious JavaScript code, mage card attacks, and the rise of crypto stealers targeting cryptocurrency wallets. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Director Jen Easterly's home was targeted in a swatting incident, highlighting a nationwide trend targeting government officials. Swatting involves making false emergency calls to draw law enforcement to a location. Easterly emphasized the dangers of swatting and expressed concern over the harassment of public officials. Swatting incidents have increased recently, targeting politicians, judges, and election officials. The White House has condemned these incidents, and legislation has been introduced to impose severe penalties for swatting hoaxes. CISA, responsible for protecting elections and infrastructure, has faced threats and conspiracy theories. Swatting, initially a tactic used by online gamers, has evolved into a tool to target individuals and institutions, including those senior government officials. Ransomware gangs may soon move away from relying on critical security flaws due to the success of law enforcement in the past year, according to a report by Symantec. The report suggests that hackers may rebuild their own tools, leading to a shift back to the reliance on botnets for ransomware attacks. Organizations are advised to align their defenses against hacking groups' tactics and their procedures rather than specific ransomware strains. And according to a survey conducted by Secure Auth, most organizations lack confidence in traditional multi-factor authentication as a standalone solution. Many organizations are adopting passwordless authentication methods, such as biometrics and security tokens, to enhance security and improve user experience. This shift is driven by the need for more robust security measures, alignment with cybersecurity insurance requirements, and the elimination of complex passwords. Secure Auth offers a passwordless continuous authentication solution that leverages AI and ML-driven risk engine. Why do we care? Threats are dynamic and we're seeing another shift going on here. Botnets may return and ransomware gangs are potentially shifting away from exploiting those critical security flaws as noted in the report and organizations must stay vigilant and proactive. 
let's not forget the physical element of security, as highlighted in the swatting incident. I've got two more segments after this message. We also have numbers on Apple's Vision Pro launch now. According to Ming-Chi Kuo, they immediately sold out of the Vision Pro during pre-orders, confirming earlier predictions. However, the inability to sustain a steady increase in pre-order demand raises concerns about the intensity of demand. It's estimated that Apple sold 160,000 to 180,000 units during the first pre-order weekend. While the initial sold-out and extended shipping time seem positive, the concern is that demand may quickly taper off after the core fans and heavy users place their orders. Apple's supply chain partners are working overtime to meet demand, but production efficiency still needs improvement. Achieving a shipping volume of 500,000 units this year should not be challenging, but monitoring demand in other markets and assessing changes in demand is critical. The Vision Pro is still considered a niche product. And according to app figures, Apple's Vision Pro headset has only seen a tepid response from app developers, with just over 150 apps updated specifically for the device. This could be due to factors such as limited headset availability for testing, the high price point of the device, and challenges in adapting apps to different computing environments. Additionally, Apple's recent disputes with developers, including the fallout from the Epic Games antitrust lawsuit, may have contributed to negative sentiment among the developer community. Despite this, some notable apps are still available for the Vision Pro, including those from Disney+, ESPN, MLB, and others. While Apple's sales of the Vision Pro spatial computing headset may be insignificant compared to their overall revenue, it does pose a threat to Meta, whose Reality Labs division generated less revenue from their Quest headsets. Despite Meta's cheaper headsets, Apple is expected to sell that estimated 500,000 units, adding $1.75 billion in revenue. Why do we care? Apple should hit its numbers. They've created what looks to be a nearly $2 billion business. This will be a year of observation where we watch the space to determine what impact this will have in the business world. I'm confident there will be some first movers here, and I look forward to hearing from them. You'll decide if that's you. That said, we care because we can see the future here. Assume two hard trends we can be sure of. Batteries will get better and displays will get smaller. Now apply that to the Vision Pro. Imagine a pair of glasses that do these tasks. I'd buy that. I suspect you would too. The key is considering what the device means for business. And remember, Apple had this same problem with the iPhone at launch. I have a scheduled day off on Friday, so I'm giving you this slightly longer episode and your big weekend ideas today. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency has released its CISA Roadmap for Artificial Intelligence to ensure secure and trustworthy development and use of AI. The roadmap focuses on cyber defense, risk reduction and resilience, operational collaboration, and agency unification. It puts the onus of security on AI developers. It outlines five lines of effort to achieve its goals. Responsible use of AI, assuring AI systems, protecting critical infrastructure, collaborating with partners, and expanding AI expertise in the workforce. I also wanted to highlight Tech Isle's latest article. Outcome-based partnerships are reshaping the channel landscape 
with shared risk agreements and outcome-focused relationships becoming more prevalent. TechIsle's channel survey confirms that over 45% of channel partners describe their current relationship philosophy as outcome-based or shared risk. This shift is particularly prominent in the MSP community, where VARs are more likely to establish transactional relationships. The article discusses the importance of embracing shared risk for mutual success and how shared risk contracts are reshaping buyer-channel relationships. It also highlights the need for channel partners to transition from trusted advisors to meaningful customer partners invested in the client's business success. And two contributed articles in Forbes. Itzik Levy focuses on how AI technologies can empower small and medium-sized businesses by automating tasks and saving time and money. Strategic planning can benefit from AI's ability to analyze data and provide insights for better decision-making. AI tools for finances can optimize expense management and improve cost efficiency. In marketing, AI can help SMBs write compelling copy and automate lead generation. AI integration and customer service can enhance customer experiences. SMB tech providers play a crucial role in delivering AI applications tailored to the needs of SMBs. And Mark Settle discusses the parallels between IT outsourcing and the adoption of generative AI. He highlights the lessons from the outsourcing era, such as starting small, maintaining transparency, establishing clear requirements, defining business performance metrics, and understanding the business context, and considering customer acceptance and preparing for potential challenges. He advises early adopters of generative AI to seek guidance from those who led the IT outsourcing movement. Finally, there are seven ways AI can fix your meetings, according to Microsoft in ZDNet. AI can help optimize meetings in several ways. It can summarize key points in real time, generate meeting recaps and follow-up tasks, provide advice during meetings, remove background noise, enhance virtual backgrounds, coach presentation skills, and offer live translations in multiple languages. The article is a good read. Why do we care? Let's start with AI, as other analysts are clearly identifying the SMB market and the need for AI solutions. Comparing IT outsourcing to generative AI adoption should ring clearly in the minds of this audience and indicate that MSPs and IT services companies are precisely the right audience to deliver the solution. And those of us that have been around for a while have been thinking about this. The lessons from the IT outsourcing era, such as starting small, maintaining transparency, and defining clear metrics, apply to generative AI integration. Businesses should approach generative AI with a well-thought-out strategy, taking cues from the outsourcing movement to avoid common pitfalls and maximize benefits. This involves understanding the business context, considering customer acceptance, and preparing for challenges. And you have guidance. Microsoft offers practical applications in everyday operations, which you can easily link to outcome-based measurement. This approach, focusing on shared risks and outcomes, suggests a more collaborative and success-oriented relationship between channel partners and clients. Leverage CIS's roadmap. I leave you with all that to ponder. Thanks for listening. It's Burns Night, honoring Scottish poet Robert Burns. So it's a big night for our Scottish friends. It's also National Irish Coffee Day, which I'll use to celebrate. Got a comment, a question, a thought on a story? Put it in the comments if you're on YouTube or reach out on LinkedIn 
if you're listening to the podcast. Have a great weekend. There'll be a bonus episode, and I'll talk to you again on Monday. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines, posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.